You're not going to live out your convictions. And confidence, mom and dad listening, we, we get to build confidence in our kids. Parents, it's time to celebrate. The new On Purpose Parents podcast, a Saddleback Parents podcast has arrived for tips, ideas, and encouragement to help you win at being an on-purpose parent. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of On Purpose Parents. I am Kurt Johnston, here as always with Grace Yoon, and over in the corner, the always faithful producer, Chris. Hi. Have we ever even (laughs) said Chris's last name? We know it's Grace Yoon. We know it's Kurt Johnston. I don't think we have. Chris He's Reed. Just Chris, Chris Reed. Reed. That's with two E's. R double E D. R double E D. Chris Reed. Very easy to spell. <laughs> well, I guess not. R E A D. I'm sure it could be R E I D. R E I D is probably even more popular. Yeah. Yeah. R E D E. Oh. Nah, there's no R E D E. R E R E A D E is another one. My right. goodness. Okay. <laughs> so never mind. It's not as easy as I thought. Chris, but now everybody although, knows. Although I'll bet you that's your first swipe. If you said, how do you think Chris spells read? I think I think most people's first swipe would be R-E-E-D. Oh. And they would be right. They would, they would be right and they would get the applause. Well, hey, um, if you are listening to this podcast sort of week to week in a sequential order, you'll know that we are in what is now the second week part two of a four-part series that we're calling Anchored, where we're taking a look at character traits or qualities or values that we believe will help anchor our children when life gets a little bit tough. Way more than four anchors in life. We can only pick four. And so we picked these four. And last week, we talked about the anchor of conviction and that convictions are really beliefs on steroids. Convictions are those beliefs and values that we would draw a line in the sand over. Um, Whereas some of our beliefs, maybe we wouldn't identify as a conviction. And today, today sort of builds on last, last week's last episode. Um, And that is today we're going to talk about the anchor of courage Mm. And here's, here's how I'm going to define courage for the sake of our conversation. And here's why people understand why we say it builds on conviction is conviction would be these line in the sand beliefs. That's a conviction. And courage is the ability or the willingness to actually behave based on your convictions. Mm -hmm. When your convictions are tested, it takes courage to live out your, your convictions. That's yeah, right. you know, a quick little example of that is one of the things that we told our kids when they were, since they were young, is, hey, the, you, know what the, you know what a reed is? Since you brought up the last name. <laughs> yes. A reed, it's like a measuring stick, right? And I'm not going to get into all that. I don't even know why I said that part, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So what we would tell the kids is the reeds don't lie, okay? That, that's something we are honest. Honesty is so important. So that was the conviction is honesty. Mm-hmm. And then the the courage would be not to lie when you have this opportunity to, right? Yes, mm-hmm. but like reeds that. also bend but don't break. So Ooh. I can bend the truth. <laughs> I just get no that wasn't that wasn't here. That wasn't here. You sound like my oldest son. <laughs> <laughs> when you first said reed, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear a reed, not the last name? I see if I think the you, thing in the water. You think like the, the thing in the water. The, the, like ah, the plant that comes yeah, out and yeah. kind of sways. I think of 
the a woodwind like a clarinet like a clarinet and reed. The, the reed you have to put in the clarinet because oh. i played clarinet in fourth grade or you third did. grade i did okay. Oh, yeah. wow, okay well everybody Fun everybody fact. played something okay right everybody played something and i, I yeah, picked the clarinet i was the violin i wanted to play the snare drum but my parents said, no, we don't want you playing. <laughs> so they, they, they were convicted. Yeah, this was like not a, the right instrument. It's like a for gateway. You. That's like a gateway <laughs> instrument to louder, more yeah. annoying drums. Yeah. There's not a louder version of the clarinet, it's just a clarinet. Yeah. Snare drum leads to drum kits, apparently. Okay, so we're going to be talking today about anchoring our kids in courage mm-hmm. and what that looks like. Specifically, how do we help them live up to mm-hmm. and behave in accordance with their convictions that, that we've talked about last time around? Um, so here's a, here's a couple of thoughts just kind of out of the gate, Grace. And then as always, you know, Grace, I know you've got such great insight. Um, so I'm going to kind of get my initial thoughts out of the way and then just yield to you so you can <laughs> say the good stuff. But here, here's, here's some thoughts I wrote okay. down about about courage is um, courage requires a willingness to stick out from the crowd, mm. right? You, if you're going to be courageous, you have to be willing to stick out from the crowd. You have to be willing to go against the flow. Um, and for, for kids, I think the one thing that develops that ability really is a strong sense of self-esteem, mm-hmm. a strong sense of worth, a strong sense of identity in Christ, for those of us who are Jesus followers, those things, when I, when I know who I am, it helps me be way, way more courageous mm. because that gives me this sense of this sense of confidence. Mm. Um, here, here's kind of an, uh, a simple example. I've got two, one's just generic and one's personal, but a simple example would be a child at school. Let's say there's a kid at school and he or she's being bullied, picked on kind of the traditional situation. Your child might have the conviction that everybody is valuable and deserves to be treated with um, honor, mm-hmm. right? Every everybody is valuable and needs to be treated treated respectfully. That's a conviction, but it takes courage to stick up for that kid in mm-hmm. front of your friends. Mm-hmm. It takes courage to put your own reputation on the line because I don't want them to think I'm buddies with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah but I feel like I want to stick up for him. The conviction says they shouldn't be treating him like that. The courage is, well, I'm going to do something about it. And, and that's just kind of an example of your, your, your convictions need to be backed up by courage. Um, here's a, a more personal example. When our son was in junior high, I think eighth grade, he suddenly, like it kind of happened overnight, um, he suddenly found himself one of the cool kids. Oh, wow. Like one of the really cool kids at a really big junior high. And he was suddenly for whatever reason, um, one of the cool kids. And we went out to lunch and I was talking, I said, Hey Cole, here's, here's the thing is you're going to have opportunities to use this. I called it your superpower. Mm. Um, you're going to have opportunities like, like we see in the comic books to use your superpower for good or evil Mm. because as a cool kid, you can, you can actually do a lot of harm. You can hurt a lot of feelings. You Mm -hmm. can isolate a lot of kids. You can, you can be on the giving end of a lot of, a lot of kids in middle Mm -hmm. school. What makes their journey so tough as the cool kid, you can kind of be the cause of that, or you can use your popularity and your influence 
to like elevate others mm. and to use that superpower. But I said, that's, that's going to take some courage. Yeah. That's going to be hard sometimes yeah. um, because you, you're going to feel like you might jeopardize that social status. And for him, that was actually a really, really challenging conversation because in elementary school, he really got picked on a lot oh. and got bullied a lot. And so, and he told us, he said, that's going to be hard for me because I, mm-hmm. I don't want to ever find myself oh, yeah. back where I was. Mm. And so it was a great time for us to talk about, well, here's some convictions that we have as a family. Here's, and now that you're popular and you have influence, you're going to have opportunities mm. to either live up to that or not. And we hope you'll, you'll do the right yeah. thing. So that's, that's an example. Those are a couple of examples mm-hmm. of that courage is the ability to live up to our con- convictions. Mm, that's good. Um, I really, I love this topic so much because I think it, it can radically change the kind of life our kids can live mm. because it can either propel them to try new things, to stand up for their convictions, or the lack of courage can make you hole up to withdraw to hide, to not be your authentic self because of maybe these underlying fears of, well, what will happen if I do that? So I just have, um, I have three things that I wanted to share that I've been thinking a lot about with courage uh, and how we can encourage that quality or that anchor in our kids as they live out their life. So the first one is to really highlight the before and after of small victories. And Part of this concept is we need encouragement to have courage. It's it's not enough just to be like, well, just be brave. Right. Go, go on, go on, do it. Like live out your convictions or do the things that are scary for you. Just do it. Um, we need that encouragement or that almost like that training, that coaching, like you can do it. And one of the things that I found is to be really intentional about highlighting what a situation and what our kids were feeling before something that they were afraid of, and then after they faced it. So like a small example would be when Karis was younger, she was terrified of putting her head under the water. She hadn't learned how to swim yet. And so one of the things we were trying to get her to do at the pool was to jump in and we'll catch you. So you're not even going to go under the water. Like, we'll catch you. It won't even feel, you won't even feel the water. It'll just be like, go up to your waist. You're like so tiny. Like we're, we're literally right here. And so, so much coaxing, like, come on. No, no, trust me, Karis. Just jump, we'll catch you. It won't, you won't go in, you won't go underwater. And so when she finally did it after a lot of coaxing, we were, you know, she was like so ecstatic, right? Because it like, she didn't die. Her fear didn't come, didn't materialize. And we celebrate and we say, yeah, you did it. You jumped in the water and we caught you, which is what we wanted you to do. But then we didn't stop there. What we did was we talked intentionally about the before and after. Cares, remember? Remember how you felt right before you jumped in? You were terrified. You were so scared. But then you did it. You jumped in. And how do you feel now? Like you're, you know, like just to become aware of that, how you felt before the fear and after the fear and to reiterate a lot of times our fears are bigger than reality Mm -hmm. and that you actually have the capability to face things. And I'm going to point those Mm. out to you. When you have those successes, I'm going to point out that pattern. And then once that pattern gets established with these small wins, these small victories, then we can apply that to bigger things. Like when they face something scarier, hey, remember that pattern? You, you're you so scared before. 
you're so afraid of this daunting task mm. or this challenge, but you've done that before right. and you've come through on the other side and that can start to help instill this coached courage. It reminds me of a quote that Brene Brown says on vulnerability. It's, um, and she actually equates vulnerability to courage. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, but I really liked it in this book. I, one of her books is that um, vulnerability, keep being vulnerable, doesn't get easier. But the more you do it, you, re you realize you have done it before. You will survive it, and it's worth the effort. Yeah, it's worth putting yourself out there right. for that um, goal, well, the, or that bigger it's, conviction. It's almost like mental muscle memory, yeah. right? You know, you know the old muscle memory thing. What, what she just described is it, you get used to it. Yeah, it's, it doesn't get necessarily easier, right? Because each situation is different, mm -hmm. but you do have like some muscle memory of I've done this before. Yes, I've done this before. As you were talking, Grace, I was also thinking. Um, of as they're trying things, mm -hmm. as they're growing, you know, you're not, you're going to take a step of courage and you're not always going to come out on the upside. Sometimes you, you, yeah. you, 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 you're courageous and you do what you want to do. You do what you know is right. And it backfires mm -hmm. and you do get teased. Your child does lose a friendship, whatever the case mm -hmm. may be. Um, and the thinking more practical, they, they try out for the sports team mm -hmm. and they get cut. It doesn't all, it doesn't always go the way we hope it will when we're acting courageous, which goes back to why I think it's so important. What I stated at the onset of the, we have to help our kids develop a sense of self worth mm. and, and self esteem and value in their identity in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Because when you know who you are and who you ultimately belong to, then when little things upset that, it, it's not devastating yeah. because your whole identity isn't wrapped up in being popular or being an athlete or whatever it is that they, that they, maybe they lost momentarily mm -hmm. when their act of courage kind of went off track a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's really good. That actually segues really well into the second encouragement that I had, which was as parents, and this has been for Sam and I, one of the most transformative ways of thinking about mm -hmm. parenting that has shaped a lot of how we interact with our kids, how we praise our kids, the words that we use around them. And this is to foster a growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And this concept is from one of my favorite books. It's from Mindset by Carol Dweck. And I won't go into you know the, the details, but it's really great if anybody has read it already, I'd love to hear about it or if you're interested in finding a book. But the fixed mindset believes that our qualities and our intelligence are fixed, fixed mm -hmm. in stone. And so when you have that mindset view of yourself and others, then failure is a direct measure of your competence and your worth. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of focus becomes on hiding failures because, I mean, it is just what it is. And if a failure reveals you're a less than, then you are ashamed and you try to hide it. Um, when things are hard, it's viewed as negative. When something takes a lot of effort, when you have to like practice at it, work at it, that's a, not a good thing when you have a fixed mindset because if you're talented, it would have been easy. But mm. if, you're, if you just are not talented, 
That's why it's hard. That's why I'm struggling. So you don't like that. You get frustrated. When you have the fixed mindset, risks are a bad thing because risks reveal your inadequacies. And who wants to reveal their lack of self-worth to the world? Yeah. In the book, Carol actually found that students with fixed mindsets, even the students that were super smart, the ones who had a fixed mindset were very likely, more likely to consider cheating because for mm. them, it's not about becoming better. It's about getting the goal. Getting the grade. Getting the grade. It's That's to succeed. And, um, and you're more likely to have an inaccurate view of yourself because it's too painful to face truths about your failures if you have a fixed mindset. On the other hand, the growth mindset believes that your quality, that your qualities are things you can cultivate through your efforts, through work, and through help from others. So when you have this mindset, failure is definitely painful, but it's like you were saying, Kurt, it doesn't define you. You right. are not your output. It's when you face challenges, it's a problem to be faced. It's an opportunity to learn, to grow. You focus on what you can improve more than what people are thinking about you. Um, and when something takes a lot of work and effort, it's kind of exciting. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm on the path. I'm on the path to learning something. Uh, the author says the first time she heard her say, oh, man, this is so hard and it's so fun. She was like, oh, wow, that's when I realized that she was she realized she was starting to change her mindset. And with a growth mindset, risks are actually a good thing because mm. or not a scary thing, because that's how you find opportunities and things. And there is no other way to grow unless you fail or risk failure. And a growth mindset um, is excited about that. And you're people with growth mindset they found were actually more likely to have a much more honest view of themselves. Like, Ooh, I'm really good at this, but not so good at this. Like they were able to be more accurate and clear and not have as many blind spots because they're open to that. Cause it's exactly like you said, Kurt, their worth isn't tied up with their performance. Right. Yeah. So one of the things that I'll share just practically that we've utilized in our house to help this growth mindset and she talks about this in the book, is to lean into the power of these two words, which is very powerful two words, and that's not yet. Hmm. And she talks about this high school in Chicago where students had to pass a number of classes in order to graduate. And if they didn't pass, and this was like an experimental thing, and it worked out amazing. It's a, a really incredible story. But when students didn't pass a course, Instead of um, getting a failing grade, they got the grade not yet. Hmm. And when you get the failing grade, it might be like, oh, you know, like, well, that's done. That's it. It's sort of end of story. Or you start blaming other people or you hide or whatever failure makes you do. But when you get the grade not yet, it like immediately shifts the thinking. It's like there's more potential. It just means you're not there yet, right. but you're still on the path to learning. The, the setbacks the aren't permanent. So the kids who really struggled and they flunked seventh grade, instead of saying you flunked seventh grade, they said, you don't, you are not, it's not yet time for you to go to eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not yet time for yeah. you to graduate from high school. Son. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the most rewarding things that I've had as a parent is when, you know, you, you don't want your kids to fail. That's like a painful thing when you see them. <clears throat> upset or struggling, but 
it's been really amazing sometimes where, um, and it doesn't happen all the time, but we're leaning into that. When, like, let's say Zoe has made a mistake or she didn't do something well, she's like, no, mom, I'm just not able to do it yet. Right. She'll point that out. So I think that helps bolster courage. That's good. Like you don't have to be there right now. You're just not there yet and you can still keep trying. I could be wrong. I think the author, um, (coughs) Shauna Nequist, Shauna Nequist in her latest book, she talks a lot about the not yet language with her kids. I love it. Um, They they moved from one city to to downtown New York, I think, Manhattan area. And her kids were struggling to... You know, the new school system yeah. had different different ways of teaching things or whatever, and they were struggling with math or with mm. English or whatever it was, and they were feeling like failures. And she said, "We well, you know we're going to use not yet language. Love we, it. We, we 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 have we're not there yet. We haven't yet learned. Yeah. To to whatever it is. Right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. And it's not necessarily encouraging in our kids something that they don't have because we all will believe that people have different shapes and makeups, but. As parents, are we focusing on encouraging the effort yep. and the the process more than just the outcome? So connect a couple dots for me, Grace, because everything you're saying is unbelievable. Connect the, that contributes to courage, mm-hmm. how? If you have a fixed mindset, you are going to be more likely not to step out and to live out your convictions or your beliefs or even just things you want to try because you don't want to take risks. You don't want to fail. The you, consequences the, are too great. The consequences are too great because they are saying you are not a worthy person. Gotcha. But with a growth mindset, you can try things. Try new things. Gotcha. Be bold. Be yes. brave. Thank you. You know how to face those insecurities. I totally was following her. But some of our listeners might not have oh, yes. those dots. So <laughs> on behalf you. of everybody yes. out there, you're welcome that there I asked that clarifying. Love it. And, and my last thing real quick is actually a story. Um, and and the, the message behind the story is to redefine hero for your kids. And this is a, something I heard at a conference once. Um, there was a guest speaker, uh, Brett Culp, or a keynote speaker. And he's a documentary filmmaker who makes these inspirational films. And there was this one film that he made, which is Legends of the Night, K-N-I-G-H-T, which is, you know, in, people inspired by Batman to do great things. And... At one point, <clears throat> people in the the nation who really liked the film were doing screenings to raise money for charity. And so there was these two guys who were taking a step out, trying to be co- courageous and bold. And they've never done something like this before. They were doing this screening, trying to raise money for charity. And they went on live TV. And he showed this clip during the the, the session where these two guys on live TV, the, the anchor is like, oh, well, this is such a wonderful film. Thank you so much. Like, why why is this important? You know, like, what's going on here? Tell us about it. And in the clip, the guy's like, uh, he completely bombed it. He didn't say a word for the rest of the interview. And the, the anchor was really professional, was like, well, let's cut to some other thing. So that guy called Brett afterwards and said, oh, my gosh, like, I failed. I mm. completely bombed it. This was something, you know, to do something for good. And I completely screwed up. I'm not good enough. I wasn't good enough. I failed. And what Brett said was, no, you didn't fail. You tried to do something that was scary for you, that was hard for you, outside of your comfort zone. And you did it 
to help other people. You're just not yet very good on camera. Yeah, cam- yeah. You're just not yet very <laughs> good on camera. You're just not yet good on live TV, but he was like... But that's true, though. Yeah. I mean, that, I, mean I, I made a joke, but yeah. that response would be true. Right. You're not a failure. You're just not yet super experienced right. doing live interviews. Yeah, and in that state of not yet being good, he said, to me, that's my definition of hero. Yeah. And what that guy did was he went on social media, the guy who screwed up, he posted a clip of him screwing up on national television, on his social media, with that quote that Brett said is, you did something that was hard for you for the benefit of other people, and to me, you are a hero. That's good. And he wrote, if I can make a fool of myself for this cause, you can buy a ticket. And they sold out. Yeah. And he was able right. to redeem That's that awesome. situation. That's awesome. I love redefining hero because we think you're only a hero if you're courageous and it goes as planned. Exactly. Right. right. But the hero is trying. Mm-hmm. The hero and and, and, the, and ultimately the value we want to teach our kids is you need to have the courage to do what you know is right. Mm. And then you let the chips fall where they may. Right. Right. Um, I think those of us who are a little bit older there's very few times that we regret trying, mm. right? I regret trying out for Pop Warner football and not making the team. That's probably not true. Most of the time you you would regret and always wonder, what if I would have tried? Mm-hmm. I wish I wasn't afraid to. You, you don't often regret doing what you know is right, sticking up for the bully, whatever it might be, right? Um, saying no to the, to the work colleagues, who are going out to bars after work and you know, you, you, you shouldn't go because you want to be, you know, you know, you want to go home and be a good husband and, and, and a present father mm. and you jeopardize some friendships. You don't get, you never get invited again. Okay. But you, but you did what was right. You're still being a hero regardless of the outcome. And, and parents, I think as we wrap this one up, if, as we talk about conviction and courage, um, it, it's not about our kids being, the, the superstars, mm-hmm. the, the heroes who are always getting it right every time. It's about raising kids who are willing to do what they think is the right thing. They have the courage to take a swipe at it. Yeah. They have a courage to step out, to go against the flow. Um, I'll circle back to where we, where we let off. I, I, I think the courage really, really does um, require confidence, mm-hmm. right? If you're not confident, you're not going to be courageous. If you're not courageous, you're not, you're, you're not going to live out your convictions. And confidence, mom and dad listening, we, we get to build confidence in our kids. We, we get to be the ones who, who build a sense of identity, a sense of value, a sense of worth, a sense of when they try and fail, we mm-hmm, cheer mm-hmm. them on, right? The, the, the not having the fixed mindset, but having the growth mm-hmm. mindset of, hey, we're on this journey and you're getting better and better. You may not yet be there. Mm-hmm. You may not yet be as courageous as you want to be, but man, I'm proud of you. Mm. I'm so proud of you for trying to do what you know is the right thing to do. And I'm so proud of you for living up to some of the convictions and values that we have as a family. Um, man, if we can do that, I, I believe that courage is an anchor that will prove over time and time and time again mm-hmm. to really help secure our children um, as they grow and as they navigate life that yeah, they're that they're so living. Good. Any closing thoughts, producer Chris? Um, I I just think if you guys want to uh, connect with us, just to kind of remind you, you can send us your stories through email parents at saddleback.com. 
Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Saddleback Parents. We'd love for you to uh, like and leave comments on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Saddleback Parents. And if you text uh, the word parents to 83,000, you can get encouragement, tips, ideas awesome. on a weekly basis there. In the show notes, this is always risky when I say in the show notes, so we got to put it in the show notes. Do we have the ability, or are they already there, if they wanted to look at the on-purpose parent plan that we've talked about that we reference all the time? Is that something they can click on the show notes and yeah, print, print, print off? I'll leave a link for awesome. sure. Yeah. Um, as always, our goal with this podcast and everything that we do here is to help parents win at raising interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom contribution. And we do think that having certain anchors in your life, such as conviction and courage, mm -hmm. will help them in that quest. So thanks for joining us, and we will catch you guys next time around. Bye. Thanks for joining the On Purpose Parents podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help us by rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes. If you're listening on our Saddleback Parents YouTube channel, please like and leave a comment. Also, remember to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. You can connect with us by texting the word parents to the number 83000, following us on Instagram at Saddleback Parents, and emailing your comments to parents at saddleback.com. As a huge thank you, you can browse our hundreds of free resources at onpurposeparents.com, all created to help you win at parenting. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>